Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, this is Natalie Dijon. This is Natalie Jean. Uh, this is Chatting with Nat. Today we have the honor of having award-winning singer-songwriter Win Walker. Grammy-nominated, multi-award-winning artist, singer-songwriter Win Walker has risen to become an influential ethno and new age artist in the U.S. music scene. Her recent publication captures a musician at the height of her creative powers. Her latest self-titled album explores the cultural influences of Native American and world sounds. Wynne Walker's music focuses on bringing the bridging, sorry, the gap between modern and Native sounds, preserving elements of tradition, song, dance, and rhythm for tomorrow's listeners. Let's give Wynne Walker a round of applause. Hi, Wynne Walker. How are you? I am wonderful. Awani, how are you? Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, I'm so excited. It's my honor. It's my honor. Um, I am doing okay. I am, you know, trying to survive this thing we have called for the past couple of years a pandemic. <laughs> um, it's just oh, been surreal. It's been, um, it's been crazy. Like I've told other people, you know, sometimes I lay back and I think, are we really living in the situation where we're met wearing masks outside or when I go to the grocery stores, I take a minute to look at everybody and say, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. Because these are things you usually think about. That would have happened in 1930s, 40s, 50s, 60s, not in 2021. Uh, it's the 21st century. But I guess any anything can happen at any time. So how have you been during this pandemic? This pandemic? Um, well... Uh, I moved right in the middle of it, and uh, music-wise, it was pretty hard, hit hard, of course, like all of us, but um, I stayed very, very well. Uh, I've always been on an herbalist, so I've stayed on herbs, and I'm in a place where it's perfect, so nothing can really grow inside your body, um, uh, dry air and lots of sunshine, and, you know, great, we have the four seasons here, and but, uh, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty interesting to talk about the masks and everything. And yeah, I kept feeling like I was seeing bandits everywhere. I was trying to get, you know, oh no, you know, and that's really funny because this has happened every hundred years. So it's just, it's 1820 and 1920 and then 2020. So this is nothing new in a sense, I guess, but yeah, I didn't think we'd ever see it either, but yeah, it's been pretty crazy. It's been you don't know the rules and regulations anymore because you don't know no. what's happening. But no, no, I mean no. it changes every day, and then new variants start to form, and some are bad, some are not. This, that, and the other. Um, you know, we can only do what we can do at the present time, and just, just try to survive on our own. And 
and pray and and it's good that you're an herbalist and do all that stuff um my mom is a nutritionist so she's been doing a lot of uh different natural stuff uh to get by um unfortunately i did get COVID um in december and it, oh. it was horrific um and i was pretty healthy and stuff like that um i actually think i got because i was going to the gym but i was still wearing gloves and all this stuff but anyway um so yeah, so it's been crazy. Now during the the pandemic, did you have did you do any live streaming at all? I did, and mainly what I did was I was working. I still do for the San Diego schools. It was okay. actually actually it's called One World uh, Music, and okay. it's an organization organization that takes all different kind of cultures and you go to different schools. So what I did was I just did online uh, whole teaching for them. And, you know, things like that. So, yeah, I did a few, uh, just a few quick concerts, especially at the at the ocean with the water ceremonies. But, yeah, and everything just, uh, it just stopped. Yeah. So. But, but, <laughs> during the, obviously the pandemic was awful with people dying and getting sick, amputations, all kinds of, you know, um, severe uh, damages to their bodies. Um, there were a few right sides during this time um because i took i think it took people took some time to reflect i know i have some friends that decided to cut back on work because they realized they weren't spending enough time with their family members that was the one big thing for me i saw way more families spending time with their with their families i mean just walking around with it was completely surreal to me um some people decided to quit their jobs because they said you know this is not for me. I, I, I need to do something that makes me happy. Um, the climate change, my God, the pollution went down. I mean, Mother Nature was happy. The animals were happy. They were outside. I was like, oh, where are the people? Who cares? We're going to run out around and do our thing. And then you had, um, I read an article that went over the fact that people were quitting their jobs because, because people had a lot, a lot of time to think about what they really wanted to do with their lives. I've had artists that said they totally rebranded themselves. They, you know, they really want to be more of an effective player with their music. So during this time, did you take time to self-reflect about who you want to be as an artist, or do you already know who you want to be? Did you make any uh, decisions about your artistry? Ah, that's a really good question. I I wanted to expand more on my on my artistry for the basically you know i was known for my traditional drumming and flute and you know and then this new album uh, is coming but uh before i would talk about that the inspiration coming back to new mexico here was a lot of the bluegrass genre and the country western genre which i used to play with uh, some of the old old ones of bluegrass music a long time ago i used to be the spoon woman of rhode island i used to play the cajun spoons <laughs> so you know i think i'm going to reflect on that um i've reflected on some more personal songs and more about the environment and about the children uh so yeah i think it i think it's really it, it didn't slow me down per se because when we moved we we went from one farm to another farm and you know we have horses and we have cats we're a rescue and we have right. one rabbit who thinks she's a cat <laughs> so uh, i kept very busy with that too and 
kept up uh, busy with working um, with the children out here with with the horses too. So, yeah, that's going to be a whole nother whole nother thing. Yeah. So that was yeah, that really helped. It really helped. And you're right. You're right so much because what I'd love to see is the families out finally together yeah. and hanging out and being and not being on their phones. Ooh, they I know. really was just really pushing the kids and talking and playing ball. And, you know, I love that. You know, I really, because, you know, it's silly to say, but it's so true. The children are our future. Right. And, you know, we're getting older and we need, we need this, this, all this healing to help. And that's what we're, we're here. We're for that root to help them heal. And to be with them was amazing. So, yeah, there is some pros and cons about the whole situation, I think, you know, and brought people closer together. And yep. also it's going to bring a lot of babies. It's kind of like the blizzard 78. Yeah. 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 Yes. Babies were born because people had nothing else to do but procreate. Um, yes. I know five pregnant people right now. Five okay. pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't know if the intention was to procreate. I think maybe the intention was to have some fun. And in that fun, babies came out. Or it could be the program. Well, I wasn't there. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but we have so, a lot of children running around. You're right. You're right. You're 100%. Right. Um, what was it about the music industry that made you gravitate towards it? Was it something that you saw, you heard? What gave you that whoa or aha moment that you said, okay, music is me. I've got to do this music thing. Oh, I was raised with it. Okay. I was totally raised with a traditional. And I had, we had a saying, we had our moccasins in two canoes. The outside world, I wasn't raised on a reservation. And I was raised in a very, very, very small town. And also raised on a very small island. And so with that said, uh, music was in my family consistently. We had the traditional, and my dad was a drummer. He was also a jazz drummer. Um, and so we also had a kit. So we had a native and we had a, he also had a kit. So, yeah, I was exposed to a lot. I actually play tenor sax and I do a lot of jazz uh, with my tenor and blues and things like that because I was raised with that. And it was amazing that I knew that it was, that's all I wanted to do besides being, being doing the medicine, you know, doing the, the Native American medicine. But really I knew that, Everything I went to, I danced in the aisles of the grocery stores when they had, in the elevators when they had the elevator. I was dancing. I was humming. I was harmonizing. You know, I was doing a beat. I knew right. something. It's just in my blood. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel totally. that. I love that. What is your native background? Ah, my native background is Micmac or Mi'kmaq from Maine. Okay. We're from the Wabanaki Confederacy. My, that's my mother's tribe. The Wabanaki Confederacy consists of the Abenaki, the Mi'kmaq, okay. the Passamaquoddy, the Penobscot, and the Maliseet tribes. And my dad was East Bend Cherokee and Lenape or Delaware. They know us by Delaware, but we're really actually Lenny Lenape. So I'm from the East Coast. We're a keeper of the dawn. And okay. I'm born in the Fox Clan, and I'm born for the Bird Clan. Awesome. That's very interesting. Yeah. How important is it for you to be authentic in your music? It was very, very important because I promised my grandmother. Mm. 
the okay. authenticity of my of our music is to heal, is to make to the vibration of the circle of drums. It represents a circle of life. We are the givers of life, and the women were the ones that started the drums. And when that vibration, the healing prayer that we have songs for every occasion, every right. occasion. And so with that said, we also wanted to, and nations are all different, you know, but what basically what all nations wanted to do was share it. It's like, like we share our music through the radio and through like right, right now through your blog and all that. Well, they would share it when they travel, but different languages, different with different dialects were really hard because, see, our tribes are more permanent, like the Lakota right. and everything. They were, they went, they had teepees and they followed buffalo. So they were the first campers. So they were constantly moving. So, but we would teach them with yas and wahs or vocables. But you can put your own prayers in there. You can put your own words in there that you need. And the whole thing was all about the, that 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 earthy, keeping that grounding and keeping the people real and understanding that we are all one. My brother would sit. She'd bring me to a city and she'd say, "You see that little boy over there? Oh, with fiery red hair. If he fell down." And scraped his knee, he'd bleed red. Right. Oh, that old woman, you know, so she says, we're all, we all bleed red. And she said, you know, so she said, you know, child, one day they're going to try to assimilate us. Mm. They're going to take away everything that we have. I need you to keep up the traditions. So I did. So I actually really, really did it for her, which, you know, and my mom, but my grandmother was the one that was my inspiration. I love yeah. that. I love that. Thank you. Uh, you know, I Thank do you. I do world music as well, and I do, you know, Haitian Creole music, and, you know, sometimes, obviously, and, and not everybody can understand it unless you speak Haitian Creole, but people seem to enjoy the music. Um, you find that to your, your Native American music um, through the music industry. Um, it's more, I feel it's one of the hardest ones for people to listen to because, uh, like I said, it's it's almost like any kind of singers. There are different drummers. There's some there's southern drum and northern drum and woodland drum, and they sing in different tones. And most of the drums you hear now are men drums, and mm. they sing that. Someone's pinching in their toe, and after a while, if you don't have that picture, you're not raised with that. That's very very hard to understand and very hard to get into, right? But ours is very deep, very, very low. And I, I, with that, if you get a good drummer and a good, dr- good drum with mm-hmm. that spirit, you really feel it. But as far as hearing it, it's really, it's really, really tough. It's not something that you can just throw out there because it doesn't have a lot of hoopla in it. It doesn't have a quartet. doesn't have, you know, any electronics behind it. It's a straight-out, ver- you know, reverb with drum and voice. And it's all about healing and heart and tradition. So, um, but then again, look what happened with my traditional. It got a, it got a nomination, which right. that was to my grandmother, all the hundred cents. So who knew? I still cry when I feel that because, you know, um, I just wanted people to heal and feel that, feel mm-hmm. that healing that has been so old. I mean, some of those songs are like old, like 1600s, you know, and some were up to, you know, the ninth, the 1800s. So, but yeah, um, it was very, out of all the genres I could do, Natalie, <laughs> and I can do them all, 
that was the hardest to be in the music industry. Yes, I say, yeah, it was the hardest. So, yeah, you um, get it. No, I completely understand. What was the inspiration for your latest album? Uh, my inspiration for my latest album, um, I was at the 58th Grammy after party, and I met this uh, Well, he was a videographer, he told me at that time, and a producer and singer, and Rick Peters, and he had tattoos on his arm, and he mm-hmm. said, uh, I was asking him, we sat down and we started, we met like that the night before, and I met him, I saw him at the party, and we sat down, and I uh, was talking to him, and I asked him about his tattoos, and he said he actually got them as a vision, and that, that started that whole, that whole mm-hmm. thing of, well, I told him about his, his tats and stuff, and then I, he said, well, then we spoke afterwards, and he said, what, what would you really like to do? And I said, I'd really like to tell my story. I'd like to tell my story about having my moccasins and two canoes, the outside world, the native world. And I really want to show people, too, that you can be any indigenous. You can be anything and make everything what's in your heart swirl out into the music world. And right. um, so what I did was I wanted to show people different ways. And the whole, uh, this, whole new, this whole new music is about my life and uh, so the three of us, Rick Peters and, and uh, you know, uh, myself and uh, Trey Razor, which is also, that's his, that's his company, Miss um, mm-hmm. Igaboni, and so we all went in and we wrote together my life, basically, together about what was going on. And <clears throat> one of the, my favorites is, because I work also with teenage suicide prevention and, uh, and I work with, uh, and one of it was the song of the key is you can give up your pain. Right. Cause you won't, you know, the river washes it away because I do water ceremonies, you know, and it was, it's really incredible on how that, and it was just a really, really short song. That's the first song that came in and then sweet comfort where, uh, Rick wrote, and uh, you know we all put together, and I'm the singer on it. Uh, it was all about. He says, "What do you do?" I said, I, "Everything's about the children. Everything is about the children and the animals, but the children are just really amazing, and they they need comfort." Boom. Yeah. Uh, so the inspiration was even before this is way before COVID hit. <clears throat> this was actually written two years ago, that but it was shelved, um, yeah. and then it came back out at the right time. I feel. And it then COVID hit. So right. it was like, whoa, it did. Um, the dam, uh, it's about calling, you know, the flood. It's all about our Native men and all our men out there. Let me put, let me put it that way. All our men out there are drowning. They're drowning because they don't have any mentors. They don't have any good teachers anymore. Um, and so it's hard to teach the young ones how to raise up to be that that strong person and believe in your right. dreams and you know and follow them and don't let anyone stop you and be as one and you know stop being so segregated in all situations no matter what it is including yourself don't even segregate within yourself like no right. doubt no self-doubt and you know so it's just been it's just been incredible it's just been so incredible um and uh I can sing in different tones and I can play different things and 
but my message, my message out there was mm. the inspiration basically was that you can walk strongly with both feet on the ground if you really believe in yourself and people believe in you, they're going to follow and they're going to make it happen. And that's what these two producers did, you know, and myself. It's just I'm very, very, very happy. So, yeah. But that's how that was inspired, and that's my inspiration. All right. So I'm going to play your song, The Journey. Tell us what that's about. Ah, that's really cool. Now, this is my blues um, about I was asked, uh, um, <clears throat> what do you do, Mc, uh, what does the Micmac do when you when you journey? What, what happens? You know, you have a wake, you have, and I said, no, actually, we are the inventors of the birch bark canoe. So your body would be laid in the birch bark canoe and the things that you need for the next life. And then at the ocean, and then you would be pushed out, be set on fire. You would have all the elements. And we say this is how the Vikings got this idea. And so the first part is all about all about that and how the French came over with gold, and they said our whole world revolved around gold, our whole mm-hmm. world. And we were like, we couldn't understand what that meant. So right. then, then we saw the Greeks. We saw the greed with that gold. So it was so that's part of the part of the don't you know, Barry you'll see the set it free. Because money isn't everything. Then the question was, what is your angst right now in this lifetime? And I said I said, Well, you know, pretty darn good. Um, but uh my son won't speak to me because of his wife at that time and he still won't speak to me. Uh, it's just he will come around and uh so I said so that saddens me. And yeah. so we sat down and we wrote the second part about my son. Mm. Yeah. And so every son that's out there, just know, even if you have not spoken to your mother, there's always a star that you both can look at in the sky in the evening and still connect, even though you hold her deep, deep inside. That's right. That's right, you heard it. All right, well, let me, let's play the song, The Journey.
I love that. That was very groovy. I was grooving along. Thank you. What Thank is you. the writing process? Me too. <laughs> Pardon? Yeah, Camillo and I wrote that together. Camillo Icaboni and I. Mm. Yep. And what is your, your mm. writing process like? I know that when I write a song, you know, I usually have a theme and I start off with the chorus and I'll throw words on the screen or on the sheet of paper and then pick each word uh, to go along with the song. So what is your process like? And if you, if you have a writer's block, how do you deal with that? I have the weirdest songwriting ever. If you ever mm. came into workshop, it would be like the one you never go to. It's hysterical. Um, <clears throat> although I do have, I do not, it's, most of my songs, either either I'm on a highway and I'm right, and all of a sudden I'll start writing about what's going on right there and I'll be singing it and doing the melody together. So I'll grab, you know, I'll just try to, I just try to remember it. You know, I'll pull over and I'll grab the, the recorder. Um, a lot of times, mainly, it's my songwriting ends up always about the stories that I see or I've experienced and right. or other people have me in the now. And that's always a, that's like, you know, the verse and then a chorus and a verse. Okay, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, I don't, then sometimes um, someone will do a chord, will start just playing guitar and I'll make a whole song up right then and there and oh, not wow. remember it, but I'll make it up. I'll make it right then and there. <laughs> I so love it that. depends on the I mean, the best place that I find that I get get creative is in the shower. And I was talking to somebody mm-hmm. once, and they said it's probably because of the acoustics. You're by yourself in there, and you know you just feel relaxed. Oh my God, I come up with the best stuff, and then I can't remember anything. Now I'm starting to bring my phone and in the bathroom with me, but I want to create a gadget that you can put actually in the shower that does away with the shower noise, and then you can just hit a button, waterproof, and boom, bam. It'll allow you to remember oh. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to oh. be able to. I create some bad stuff, and then I can't remember it once I get out. It's really crazy. It's just, it's, oh. it's just stupid. Um, what do you love about being an artist? I love being giving messages out there. I love seeing P change people's lives. I yeah. I love what it does to my soul and I love what it does to even the world, like even like the plants and everything. You know, I just I feel we're all connected. So I yeah. It's just like it's a great high. It's a it's a beyond, it's euphoric. And you do have a lot of people, one person included that I've had the chance to speak with is Sete. She's a wonderful person. She speaks very highly of you. You're glitching in and out. Could you please repeat that? I said that um, that your work with younger people or children or whoever um, is very exciting. And to speak on, just to touch on one person, um, Sete was able to interview that you introduced me to. Uh, she speaks very highly of you. Oh, thank you. And I think, oh, how wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. That's awesome yeah. to hear. That's she right so gra- She's always so grateful. And she's a very kind person. Um, but, Aww. yeah, she's 
is this a, a door June? Um, I know that you guys don't live close to each other anymore, but um, anytime I talk to her, she's always like, yes, Wind Walker this, Wind Walker that. Um, <laughs> so, you, so you do have an effect on that's wonderful. Um, so I'm the next song I'm going to play is Sweet Comfort. Tell us what that's about. Sweet Comfort was written by uh, Rick Peters when I told him that uh, what I'd love to do is that everything is about the children and we have to give them comfort in this world. Yeah. And remember, this was way before COVID hit and it was just came out just, just you know, and, and we got the, I got this vision. I said, I just want this beautiful song about the children. And also, I want people to understand that we are water and healing waters. Um, is right. so part of us. So if we heal our inner waters and our outer waters, with, uh, uh, also with these children, <clears throat> we have mm-hmm. a fantastic future. So that's what it's all about. Oh, right. and I also I also collaborated with with Ricky Kedge, and right. it uh, goes all the way out to he did a beautiful part all the way from India for the India children. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got so I got oh I got so. Oh, I got frogged up. So the India children also. So it goes all over the world. I love that. All right, let's play Sweet Comfort.
Audio Jungle. That was beautiful. Beautiful! Bonichi, thank you. <laughs> um, you, were nominated, you were nominated for a Grammy. How did you feel when you got nominated? I got out of breath. <laughs> My grandmother came to me, and I started crying and I kept looking because I put my glasses on and then I called my producer and she said uh, Carla LaRue said oh no honey, I, darling I just think we were just uh, considered and that's how she speaks she's so calm all the time She and I'm like hey, I, 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 I sound like a little squirrel and I <laughs> and she said and all of a sudden she opens her computer and she goes oh my Oh my, oh my! And then uh, I just started bawling because it was the ultimate thank you for indigenous right. culture and music and the status to get up there to you know not to have all the hoopla things and not you know uh, go into you know it's just it was I didn't have all the foo foo stuff and right. uh, it was so I just felt so honored. And I'm still on that high. I'm still on that high. Oh, She's so, yay, you know? And it's not about yay. the fame. It's about the, the tradition. Like, it got hard. Yes, it yeah. got hard. Yeah, you know? and you know, as independent artists, um, for you to have been heard and seen and all this, that's amazing. Kudos to you. You can, you can be on a high as long as you want to because that is a, a true achievement. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Woo! Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what is the one thing, or name three things that you wish you would have known before you got involved in the music industry? Um, a pub, uh, publicity, uh, management. Uh-huh. Um, um, how to get it out there so the public, the uh, the publicist or something Promo. like that. Mm. Yeah, promos and um, huh. The third one, that's a good one. The third one, I think more mentors out there. Yeah. Um, to help in every, in any way. Yeah. Yeah, all three of those things are very important because one of the things. I think the major thing for me is that, you know, people just don't realize how hard this business is and the work that goes in, that goes into it. Doing music is like a 24-7 job because we have to be on every platform there is, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, this, that, 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 Clubhouse, TikTok, and stuff like that. And, you know, we're competing against mainstream artists, and it, it's very tough. It can be done. If you have a lot of perseverance, you believe in yourself, you love yourself, you love your music, everything that you put out, and you're you're, you're authentic to your craft. Um, but it does take a lot of work, and I agree with you. You know, uh, my friend Valerie, who, who manages Ricky Prasad, her son, and she said one thing she wishes that every uh, person that's starting studying music would take an artist management course because you know mm-hmm. I agree with her. You 
you should know more than the person that's going to approach you or, or, or you should know just like that person on the equal level of re really knowing how to read these agreements. It doesn't matter if you have somebody that can read them for you. You should be able to understand them because when you start out at, on this journey, you have so many people that will come to you and say, um, oh, I can do this for you and I can do that for you. Oh, just sign this. And sometimes you give away your things because you so want to be in the limelight or whatever your goal is uh, with the music industry. So, yeah, and, and the promotional aspect, my God, there's so many things. There's so many free things that you can do. There's things that you can pay for. You can buy. You can um, hire a, a PR people as well. It's just, it's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it, is. it is. And sponsors. We need sponsors, music and sponsors. sponsors. And sponsors, and that's another. That's not even easy to get either, because I've actually oh, looked no. a lot of those things. But it's not. You have to fill out these long forms. You know, if you're not well known, this that, and the other. It's just like you know when you're starting out in the music industry. A lot of places won't hire you to perform because you don't have experience. So what do you do? A lot of people do the paper. That's when people start hiring. And say, oh, you played here. Oh, okay, let me um get you to perform at our venue. It's just it's it's it's, it's hard at the same time you know we're lucky because we love what we do and music has right. a lot of you know healing modalities to it um music makes the world go around so to speak um what is a message or quote or quote that you like to use on a daily basis during the month the year or whatever that really pushes you uh closer towards your goals Stay strong and never give up your dream. Amen. Stay Amen. strong and believe in yourself, I, you know, no matter what. And no matter who you are, you know who you are, and no one can change that. That no is key. No one can change that. That is key. You know? That is and, key. And, you know, and, they, and, the, heart, and the, bigger they, in the bigger they are, the harder they fall. And, you know, you just learn from, you learn you learn from both sides. You learn from the, the strength and the, the positive and the negative that comes at you. You just blow it off through the wind. You just keep on going and be strong and know who you are and follow your dreams and don't let anyone take them away. No one. I agree. I agree with 100%. You know? Easy peasy. Easy my peasy. grandbaby would say. Easy peasy. <laughs> Easy peasy. The, the number one thing is people need to love themselves. And that's all, believe it or not, that's the hardest thing for people to do is to love themselves because we live in a society where thinking if you love yourself, you're being conceited, but that's not what it is about. If you don't love anything that you do or you don't love yourself, how do you expect anybody to love what you do and to love you? Because the energy that you're putting off is what? It's not about love. If you have self-hate, that's just not going to work. A person should be able to look at themselves and and love every aspect. And even when you're doing music, you know, I always tell people, if you can't listen to your songs on repeat for an hour or at least 30 minutes, don't put the song out. I can do that with my music. I will jam to my own music and have a good time because I don't put anything that I don't love out. That's my exactly. energy. You know? That's that's the way it should be. That's the way. And Absolutely. And the state, like you said, stay true to who you are as an artist. 
That is muy importante. So what is up for you? What's next for you? Well, what's next for me is uh, I do have, can I say that, FYC stuff? Yeah, you can mention FYC. You just, you can mention your FYC. That's it. (laughs) I don't know the rules anymore. See, I don't don't watch regular TV. I know. With all the rules, it's like you can just mention it. You can just say, okay, I have this song in this category, and then that's it. (laughs) Right, right. Okay, um, hopefully uh, for the FYC, the album will go up for New Age, but then Sweet Comfort will be a Song of the Year and Performance of the Year. But um, what's up for me next is to start, I would love to do some more. Uh, I've been doing some children's uh, shows and okay. storytelling because winter is very, very important for storytelling because we didn't punish our children. We gave them stories, and that's really funny because, you're like a lot of stories out there. When I was 18, when I was five, I had to walk 10 miles both ways uphill. I just want like that. I was, <laughs> I was like, uh, also, uh, <laughs> I'm going to put out some more singles and I'm going to revamp uh, a few of my old ones that I have that I think now I didn't know why I wrote them then and I never released them. Okay. So I'm just going to revamp them because now they're going to come out now. And and then hopefully I would love I miss touring I really miss touring um, but because we can't tour um, so but I would love to pull this new album out and bring it everywhere to help people all over the all over the country and I'd love to do some musical music parties and some more music awards and things like that or just get it out there and the message just get the message out there and enjoy and you know, run my farm and, you know, I do writing lessons and I work with veterans and children. And, uh, so, uh, and like I said, the teenage uh, suicide prevention and trouble kids and things like that. So, yeah, it's pretty fun. It keeps me really busy and yeah, it's really great. You got to come out here, Natalie. I can't wait. Yes, I will. We'll have to plan it out. Well, Windwalker, thank you so much for being on Chatting with Nat. I truly appreciate your being on my show because you are awesome. Um, awesome, awesome sauce. I hope everybody goes out and uh, listens to your music because it's beautiful, it's spiritual, it's, mu- it's, it's moving, it's touching. It's all the things that people need in their lives. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And we say Wanishi is... Thank you in Lenape, Wado. We thank you in Cherokee and Waolio. Thank you in Micmac or Migamog. I got all the thank yous. All right, everybody. Yes. <laughs> that was award-winning singer-songwriter Win Walker. You can find her at www.winwalkermusic.com. She's amazing. I think you all should follow her. She's just awe-inspiring, and she's a woman. We love women here. Um, until <laughs> next time. Windwalker, you have a great rest of the week. Thank you, and you too, and also blessings to all. Aho. Blessings to all. All right, everyone, until next time on Shutting with Nat. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. 
we host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.